Hello listeners, uh, welcome to Bayerbexer's Dog Stock podcast series. We at Bayerbexer aim to create awareness and update you on a variety of health-related topics uh, that you commonly face. In Bayerbexer podcast, you will find subject experts willing to share and talk to you about important commonly occurring ailments. They will also suggest simple solutions or recommendations that may help reduce symptoms and improve your quality of life. I have a great privilege to welcome Dr. Dada Saheb Mahindar, a very well-known gastroenterologist from Pune, India, as a guest. Greetings and wish you a very happy new year, Dr. Dada Saheb Mahindar. And welcome to Bayer Doc Stock podcast. Uh, most listeners may already know he's a gastroenterologist of repute. He is a very busy practitioner and well-known, not just in Pune, but also in other districts of Maharashtra and other states. He has done MD medicine and DNB gastroenterology. He is a consultant gastroenterologist, hepatologist, and interventional endoscopist. He is attached to Ruby Hall, Nobel Hospital, Jupiter, and Sahihadri Hospital, Pune. Dr. Mandad is having multiple national and international publications. And he's also a member of Indian National Association of Study of Liver, which is a very reputed uh, association. Today's topic is gastric acidity. And hence, we are very fortunate to have subject expert like Dr. Mayandad uh, today with us. We highly appreciate and thank you, for, Doctor, for joining us today after a busy working day. Thanks a lot for inviting yeah. me for this recording. And uh, happy new year to all listeners and you also. Thank you, doctor. So doctor, during the discussions earlier, uh, you had mentioned that COVID-19 COVID pandemic was a special one. And uh, there were lots of lifestyle related disorders that you have frequently seen or treated amongst your patients. And even you are doing that today, I think. So the first question that comes to mind is uh, which lifestyle related disorders you have been frequently treating during this COVID pandemic? Uh, in COVID uh, pandemic, uh, nowadays we are getting mainly change in the patient's diet and lifestyle, sedentary lifestyle. They are now working from the home. A lot of offices are closed and work from home is now tradition. All the gyms and even morning walk tracks and all gardens, playgrounds are closed due to this COVID-19. So the peoples are just stuck inside the home and they are not having any space to do the regular exercise. So automatically their exercise is reduced. This is very important lifestyle change what we are observing nowadays. Associated with this, the many patients' diet is changed drastically because these patients are thinking that with a good diet, their immunity will boost. And uh, to improve their diet, they are basically you see, basically doing the overeating. They are taking a lot of different types of food. Second thing, they are at home for a long time. So many times, even for the uh, sake of freshness, they are eating different types of the junk foods. Uh, they are eating over non-veg and spicy food. They are taking alternative foods like uh, 
ready-made kadas and in this traditional Asian countries, they are using uh, many plant leaves uh, to boost the immunity. Also, they are using themselves over the counter traps. So changing diet and sedentary life is the most important change what we are seeing in the COVID-19 era. So in case if somebody has any uh, uh, health-related issue, mostly it must be stomach-related issue, gastric issue. So then in that case, they have a tendency to, to, uh, to use home remedies or uh, the uh, over-the-counter medicine. That's what you're trying to say, right? Yes, yes, right. Yeah. So we, we also, doctor, frequently hear about acid peptic disease. So what are some of the common symptoms of the acid peptic disease, doctor? So due to this uh, changing the lifestyle and over the counter medication, alternative medications, nowadays acid peptic disease is increased a lot in all the common, all the same generation as well as the older generations. The patients presenting to our OPD, in a day, around 40 to 50 percent patients are having acid peptic disease symptoms. So, most common symptoms are like abdominal pain, mainly postprandial pain or in the fasting state pain. Patient will get the nausea, vomiting. Uh, sometimes, patient will get the back pain. If they are having more acid peptic disease, severe acid peptic disease, then in the feel the reduced appetite due to the fullness of the abdomen, bloating of the abdomen. Okay. So you mean I mean generally they have uh, pain as well in the stomach. So so can acidity cause a chest pain, doctor? This this kind of acidity because I have frequently heard that people feel uh, when there is some kind of abdominal disturbance and pain, they feel uh, like having a chest pain, you know. And in such a case, because chest yes, pain could yes, be yes. due to a variety of reasons, so one of these is, is perhaps also the, a heart-related problem. So do you think yes. that the patients generally uh, will be able to distinguish the, uh, whether the chest pain is acidity-related or is it a heart-related issue? Uh, see, the, both pains occur in the chest. So it is very important to differentiate between the acid peptic disease pain and the heart attack pain. Because acid peptic disease-related pain is a benign pain. So it will not cause the life threat. But yes, definitely heart-related pain will cause the life threat. And there is chances of mortality is very high. So patient as well as the general physician should know to differentiate between the acidity and heart pain. So there are, I'm explaining some points on which basis uh, we can primarily differentiate between the peptic, acid peptic disease pain and heart pain. That will be so very acid, nice. Yeah. Acid peptic disease is basically related mainly to uh, this acid peptic disease pain is very, it is not continuous type of pain, it varies with the food. Either it will get increased with food, either it will get decreased with food and so it is not a continuous type of pain. But heart related pain is continuous, it will not vary with food, but it will vary with exercise, it will vary with your uh, walking, it will vary with your running and so that the pain which is getting altered with the food, it is more of acid-peptic disease pain and pain which is getting altered with the exercise or physical activities is related to the heart rate. The other differentiating point is acid-peptic disease 
pain is more of the time is less severe as compared to the heart disease pain. So heart disease pain will be more severe type of pain associated with sweating, giddiness, palpitation, this type of the symptoms. But the asymptomatic disease pain will be the less severe. The other important differentiating point is asymptomatic disease pain will get subsided with the antacids, whether it is liquid antacid or over the counter acid, antacid medicines. But the heart-related pain will not get subsided with this type of the medication. It will subside with the rest. When patient is walking, he will get the chest pain. When he will stop, that pain will stop. So it indicates that it is a more of heart-related pain. Because the pain which increases with exercise, decreases with the rest, is a heart-related pain. And the most important point, we should consider the patient's comorbidities. Suppose some patient is having diabetes, hypertension, obesity, hyperlipidemia. In these patients, the chest pain is goes more favor of heart-related. But the patients which is taking anticoagulant drugs, having bad diet habits, taking alcohols, taking a lot of junk foods, in these patients, chest pain could be the acidity-related pain. So if we keep in the mind this differentiating point on the clinical examination, and on the history point, so we can we can differentiate between the acidity related pain and heart related pain. That's very nicely explained, doctor. I'm sure it will benefit our listener, listeners immensely and reduce the anxiety right? because the major cause of this, uh, I mean, the major result of this is uh, undue anxiety, and that further complicates the issue. So yeah. now uh, we you mentioned about uh, role of antacids in this, you know. Maybe the, whether liquid or solid or whatever uh, that you may be recommending or patients may be taking over-the-counter, as you said. So can a patient just rely on over-the-counter antacids? And could, you, could there be any serious side effects of taking these over long periods of time without medical supervision, doctor? See, taking a long duration over-the-counter medications are causing some side effects, but which are not major. Uh, it causes like uh, some GI infections. It can cause uh, vitamin B12 deficiency. It can cause vitamin D deficiency. Those are the minor side effects. But what is the most important adverse event? What happens with the over-the-counter medications or with the liquid antacids you are taking from the some local medical shop? is that you will miss the important diagnosis. This will uh, cover the, your important disease and you will delay in the diagnosis of the important diseases, which will cause the life threat. For example, patient, uh, patient symptoms of peptic ulcers, which, will, which uh, will get masked due to this intermittent antacids. And so that patient will present to you with ulcer perforation. Like that, we can miss the carcinoma stomach, we can miss the carcinoma esophagus, we can miss the carcinoma pancreas because these are the close mimicker of the acid peptic disease. And the patient will think that by taking the over-the-counter medication, I am getting relief. So I am having the acid peptic disease. So if you are taking the longer duration of the acid peptic disease, then definitely think twice that whether you are missing something because you are taking over-the-counter medication for the longer duration and there are chances of this differential diagnosis is always there. So over-the-counter medications are having lesser side effects, but to avoid the major disasters, definitely we should avoid the long duration uh, self-medication and we should visit our physicians. 
Okay, okay. I think this problem perhaps has come due to this uh, COVID pandemic mode because the patients, uh, you know, hesitated to visit the doctors, you know, and then uh, each time they pop up the pill, uh, antacid pill, they feel uh, relaxed, temporary relaxation, and then they feel I don't need to go to the doctor. And uh, that perhaps is the issue. So you, in the uh, years or in the months later, you, we may have this kind of uh, uh, patients who have where they try to subside it by pain or whatever, subsided by antacids. But the most important is the lack of a knowledge because these patients are, don't know what are the disasters happens with over the counter. They will think that I am taking the PPI or taking the liquid antacid since years, but I am not getting the side effect. But he don't know that he is massing the important diseases behind it. So this is the knowledge gap between the doctors and patients. And what now we are doing it is I think it will improve the knowledge of patients. Yeah, that is very nice. Yeah, you were perfectly said that. So when should one seek a doctor's advice uh, rather than relying on at home treatments, or in India, we have home remedies, so to say, or, or over-the-counter medicines or treatments. Yeah, even even the, our chemists are very enthusiastic, you know, in recommending certain treatments, although they are not qualified to do so. Right. I agree. Uh, see, many times, uh, just to discuss what happens with the long-duration treatment, self-medication treatment, so, if patient is taking self-medication for the longer duration, it should be avoided. Patient should take the short duration of the treatment if they want, without seeing the physician for a few days. And if it is not, uh, if his symptoms is not responding to that medication, definitely they have to visit their physicians. And they should observe for the red flag signs. There are two red flag signs, like if patient is getting the blood vomiting, if patient is getting blood in a stool, if patient is getting black color stool, if patient hemoglobin is dropping, patient weight is reducing, or if patient is palpating some mass in the abdomen, means there is something is wrong. In that situations, in the, in the situations when patient is required for longer duration medications, and if patient is having red flag signs, in that situations, patient should visit to the doctors. And are, are, the, are you seeing these kind of complications uh, uh, frequently, doctor, or is this a rarity? What is your Yes, we, uh, we, we are seeing very commonly that patients are treated with uh, uh, antacids. Patients are taking antacids by themselves when they are landing with a major complication to our OPD so this is a very common scenario. This is not a very rare scenario. At least 10% of the patients, those are having malignancies, those are having perforated ulcers, those are having pepticals, uh, esophageal strictures, dysphagia, all those problems. They are having history of long-term BPI self-medication. Oh, so that's that's really sad. You know, we are we are harming yes, ourselves yes. in the in the process, I think. Yeah, but because, this... because just we discussed, they are not having knowledge. What can be? Yeah, very true. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Mandad, for sharing a very valuable perspective. Listeners, I am sure you will have benefited from today's talk podcast with Dr. Tada Saheb Mandad. To know more about him, we are giving here his contact details for your convenience. 
If you have liked this podcast, please like it, share it, and follow Biobacter website to remain updated about future post podcasts. Thank you, doctor. Thank you very much for uh, your time and sharing your knowledge and information, valuable knowledge and information with our listeners. Thank you. Thank you.